keep. Are you just like on the edges, like on the banks? You're on no. You're on the. It's a, it's a it's a very sh- narrow river. It's about as wide as this. Is this. Condo. I thought the Thames had a lot of wide spots. Oh, hey wide everybody! Parts. It is Couchcast number fifty-four. Uh. Puntcast number fifty-four. Puntcast. I am Master Torgo. I am Doctor Vlog, fresh from the UK. And 80s Jeff. And we're here to talk all the geeky stuff that's been happening this week. And punting! But yeah, let's, uh, Barry, give us a little rundown. Coming back from your wiener tour. Wiener tour of England! And I got a few pictures online. You can see them at uk.uglycouchshow.com. How are the wieners? The wieners were, they're very bland. Are they? Yeah, the food there yeah. is very bland. You it really is. You need to pepper and salt to everything. And the peppers, that powdery pepper you get in the Chinese food places. I don't like it. Mm. And what is with the Chinese food? What is with the food in the airplanes? No, what is with the Chinese food all over Scotland? Man, they love their takeout. Yeah, yeah, they do. Crazy. Um, and I think there's like 120 ways of preparing potatoes, and like three of them you can taste. <laughs> that sounds about right. A lot of the food was bland. Um, but how, however, I did enjoy some steak and ale pie. Oh, that sounds nice. Oh, Oh, God, steak and ale pie. I would kill the both of you right now <laughs> and leave your bodies on this couch for some steak and ale pie. And wow. I'd be well within my right to do so because it is the bomb. Any place in town you can think There's of that no does it right? In, town uh, in this town? No. Wow. Not a damn place. I've never had steak and ale pie like that. Not even like at uh, uh, the Crown and Anchor? Crown and Anchor, Anchor doesn't have shit. <laughs> no. I've got good fish and chips. The turf. Don't talk to me about the fish and chips at the Crown and Anchor. My girlfriend got sick on those. Um, <laughs> and there's the commercial. <laughs> wow. All the uh, there goes our sponsorship. Um, I never got sick of them. So the turf. I guess that's In why. Oxford. You, you, you can't drive there. It's down a freaking alleyway in a hidden place. It's so good. The steak and ale pie is so good. Not used to having to go up to the bar to order things. Oh, yeah. Not used to having a complete lack of customer service in the restaurants where you do get served. That's true, too. Uh, kind of like that you only have to tip 10%. You don't have to tip jack squat. You don't have to tip anything, really. But well, figured, you know, yeah, we'd be... But you're, but you're American, so you, you tip. Yeah, so they liked me. Um, <laughs> but it didn't get you any better service now, did it? Yeah, no, not After really. the fact. That's why they give you bad service. Yeah. Because what, what do you... What, what do they owe you? Nothing. <laughs> um, did like the whiskey. They liked the fact that they had Laphroaig on tap there. It was kind of nice. All the crazy ciders and beers I never tried before. Oh, Ooh, it good. is. It is a smorgasbord. They did have Budweiser. I was weird about about that. Well, I that's like, exotic. To them. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the number one selling beer in the world, believe it or not, total dollar si- uh, sales is Bud Light. Wow. Crazy. I know, it's ridiculous. As well, a Pilsner goes, I guess it's all right. I just don't like Pilsner. I don't well, like I mean, you, you and I think it's shitty American beer and it's bland, it but it's exotic to places that import it. it the, the exact same uh, equivalent is Foster's. Yeah, I guess. Tell us what we really want to know. Tell us. Foster's? What, what do you want to know? About the biscuits. Oh, the biscuits. The Walker's shortbread biscuits. Oh, oh, they're so buttery and good. We passed by the factory. We didn't get to go in, though. No. We were on our way to the Glenfiddich Distillery. Oh, okay. Where I then you're learned excused. all about Glenfiddich. And I went to Dufftown. No, they do not make Duff beer. Uh, but they do have lots of <laughs> Duff whiskey. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I stay, uh, spent a lot of time in Oxford. Uh-huh. Um, because my girlfriend's sister uh, lives there. And uh, hey, everybody. Uh, had a good time. <laughs> walked from Walked everywhere. Legs are sore. Not used to oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Walking is for suckers. I went in a wheelchair. We'll get you a Segway next time. Oh, you go there. yeah. Get you a rascal. 
Uh, anywhere walked everywhere, rental. saw lots of castles and abbeys, and took lots of pictures of my 20-sider. Yeah. 20-sider die in front of castles and abbeys and stuff, soak up all that old good juju. Did you do as you promised, go to see the uh, police box? I, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I was supposed to go do that. We saw one in that crappy convention we went to. Why uh, did you the, get a picture uh, with that one? The, what do you call it? Uh, what was it? London Expo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really stinky and really small, and there just wasn't <laughs> a lot there. There was a lot of costumes, though. A yeah. lot of good costumes. A lot, a lot of good, good costumes, a lot of uh, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Star Wars. Saw some Star Wars, saw a little Doctor Who, saw a lot more anime. Oh. Anime, I guess, is huge there. Okay. Huge. Oh, Paul would have fallen in love. There was this cute little Japanese girls, but they spoke in like perfect English with British accents. Oh, how adorable. Oh, my God. Crazy. How anyway, Todd would have lost his mind too. That'd have yeah. been fine. Um, didn't enjoy that so much, so we just got out of there and just did London. Um, so why didn't you go take the picture with the police box at London no Expo? Time. There was no time. Did you, you were go- it, you were at London Expo though. Yeah. It was no, right oh, there. Oh, that's why. Because they wanted five bucks. Oh, oh five that's pounds. A, five pounds. That's, take a that's a difference. It. It's like nine bucks. Yeah. Screw that. And how much would it have cost you to ride the tube down to the station where there was the it actual It would have cost one? a lot in time and energy because the tube is full of people. So why didn't you pay the five pounds to get the picture How did that you point? go down there and get the damn picture you want the picture Well, if so I were much. in England, I would have. Okay, but you're not, so shut up. However, <laughs> I do have whiskey. Peaty, <laughs> smoky, smells like someone's old and furniture see, folks, and coffee's therein, burning. Therein lies Barry's fault. He's so focused on the whiskey part of his wiener tour... That he didn't do the one mission that he was assigned was to get the picture with the police box. I had one mission and I failed. You failed me for the last <laughs> time, Barry Rob. Not with that whiskey. I think you won, sir. Everyone, oh, everyone won on that smoky one. Smoky and peaty and good, and there are plenty of geeks in Britain. Lots of geek stuff. Uh, lots of Games Workshop. Oh, did you lots- go to the Orcs Nest in London? It was closed because it was a stupid bank holiday. Oh, yeah. And I looked in the window, and it looked so good. And there was all this Doctor Who stuff in the store and down the street from it, and it looked so good. i got to go back to London. That's it. i got to go back to London and see all this stuff and buy it and go poor. Because <laughs> our dollar isn't worth crap. Well, speaking of dollar worth crap, news you don't give a shit about. We'll go on and move there. Uh, before we do the full news, though, uh, we uh, do want to say, since we don't have Paul today... Uh, uh, Mamra shut his door and locked it real strong, so I don't think he's going to join us. I think Paul's in there with him. You think? And I don't want to know what they're doing. I was going to say, it would make sense because he only opens the door for Paul. That's true. So, maybe I, there's a little something going on there. Ooh, that's a creepy thought. I mean, he had, that whole, he had that whole thing Are with Chitara in that comic that you showed us, Barry. Are you my mummy? <laughs> Are you my mummy? <laughs> <laughs> so, Evan, Sarah... Michael, thank you for sending in the questions to Mumra. We will give them to him next week when we uh, when we talk to him. So, so moving on to news you don't give a shit about. Excellent. There, it's uh, somewhere between talking about all things James James Cameron, yeah. Hollywood, and James Cameron. The director was asked about the possibility of a 3D Titanic release. Why? Mincing no words, he responded. We're not thinking about doing that. We're doing it. We have it all ready for the ship's 100th anniversary, which I believe is next year. No. So, yeah, 3D Titanic. <laughs> all for you. I don't you. want that. Oh, your heart goes on, sir. You can't fool anyone. Uh, but, Barry, 
What about the 3D Star Wars that has been worked on for like the past four years? You know what? You're not going to believe this. I don't want that either. I know you don't. <laughs> it's yeah. coming. It's oh, but it is coming. coming. It's being porn. worked on. I want uh, 3D Lucas is going to put the porn. put the show back in the theater, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be all retreated, and uh, it's going to be really fabulous. It's going to be in 3D, and and people are just going to love it. I, I I love a good. I even I love a good and I love a bad Lucas impression. Either way, <laughs> which one I'm, was that? That was somewhere in the middle. But somewhere, somewhere I'm in the very middle. Happy. I'm very happy right now. I want 3D porn. Is that so hard to? There is 3D porn. Yeah, out it's out. There. Go get it. Good 3D. Porn. What are you oh, doing well, here? Get it. Good and porn don't typically go together. <laughs> Pirates. That's you're talking about the exception, not the rule. <laughs> That's what I want. I want more of that. More exceptions to the rule. Yes. And then doesn't like that become digital the playground to do a 3D version of Pirates 2 Stagnity's Revenge? They want to make money. They don't want to spend money. And that's why everything has such low production value. Uh, Talking purely, you know, financial and, and from my experiences in film school. I think if they put the word out and ask people to donate a few bucks, uh, I, I, I think they'd raise a lot of money to help out with a 3D. On the With uh, three, on, on porn, three D porn, Pirates three. You think they donations? They would get lots Pirate, of donations. You mean Pirates three D? Yes. <laughs> God, they're all going to be every every three from here on out. I we'll seriously though, Barry, I don't want to see a Wangus coming off the screen at me. You're not fooling anyone, sir. <laughs> now boobs coming out of the screen might be acceptable. Don't care. Don't want. I don't want a Wangus coming out of the bad. screen. It's a good with the bad. Speaking of don't care, news you don't give a shit about. Following in the footsteps of Heidi Montag, oh, who we Lord. learned last week was hoping to snag Megan Fox's role in Transformers 3. Not going to. Another reality star wants to parlay her fame into sci-fi superstardom. Kim Kardashian uh. of Keeping Up with the Kardashians wants to take over for Angelina Jolie in the next installment of the Tomb Raider movie franchise. No. And she's supposedly already in the talks for the role. No. Quote, this will be something very different from Angelina's Laura, an anonymous source told Showbiz Spy. Kim is wanted to play a far more comic strip version of Laura, which would be shot in 3D and aimed at a teen audience. The audience also added, Kim has been attending acting classes for some time. Oh, well. She's <laughs> you know what? Then. You know what? It's, look at her. I, I, hate to, I hate to say I'm the guy that casts people by looks, but you've got to cast people by looks. It's Laura Croft, not Laura Croftopolis. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. The bitch can't act. I've seen it. She is like a train wreck. You cannot... I haven't seen her act. I don't know. Well, I, she could okay. be... I will, Olivier, I, for all I, know. I will give you two examples of which I was not able to watch much of. All right. She was on a TV show, I believe it was on CSI New York, okay. and I, I'm like fast forwarding through her parts, and of wow. course she ends up being like the spoiler alert here. She ends up being the you know the vi- the the villain in that particular episode, and it was just terrible, awful. I mean, anyway. What are um, the other one? There was uh, one of those stupid spoof movies that's supposed to be. Like the Zucker and Abrams films, but okay, done the, poorly. Like the epic uh, movies, like epic. Or, no, it was disaster movie. Sorry, okay. that was the name of the, the same damn thing. Um, I watched five minutes of it just to see if it was any good. As soon as I saw her come in and her poor acting ability, I turned it off. All right, let me ask you this: uh, acting ability. Uh, let me uh, raise them both up. Uh, Kim Kardashian versus Paris Hilton. Ooh. 
Well, I, the only thing is I've seen Paris Hilton Paris act Hilton. in mainstream. She gets killed in, so okay. I mean, I can't really Paris Hilton. So I guess I would winner. have to take her over. I've seen her Kardashian. in more things. That she does get cast every now and then. Yeah, and they both and have sex tapes, so she you know, does maybe that's true. Job, that's really the, thing. the highlights of their career. I think that really kills me in the whole thing is that they're, they're saying they want to go into a more comic booky angle. They're, aren't those movies a little comic booky anyway? I mean, the ones that have been done—they're over the top, kind of dumb action movies. Pretty much, yeah. So, how much more comic booky are you talking here? I don't know. I don't know. Not her. Not her. <laughs> Hey, uh, somebody did replace Megan Fox, though, for Transformers yeah, 3. It's... It was official. Some uh, Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. Because Megan Fox her talked herself out of that film. Well, yeah. yeah, there's that. And, you know, the the hours that they have to spend covering up her tattoos with makeup. And she just gets, like, another one. And it's like, great, there's another 20 minutes of tattoo cover-up we got to do. I still want to see Jonah Hex. I do actually want to see Jonah Hex. You know, despite her being in it, uh, Jonah Hex looks really good. News you don't give a shit about. An action-packed math game students enjoy playing is a little too fun for some parents of the Albuquerque schools, one of whom went as far as accusing it of fostering video games addiction. KOAT-TV of Albuquerque ran a piece earlier about Dimension M, an edutainment game produced by Tabula Digital, which promises all the action and adventure of commercial quality video games while practicing and reinforcing the skills they need to succeed in math. The game uses uh, you, the game's use in local schools is fully funded by Department of Defense grants. So, free game, kids are happy, schools are happy, everyone's happy. Right? Wrong. Nope. Quote, we are feeding the addiction of these children to video games, said Marlene Perrot. Marlene Parat, you, you can already, uh, yeah, you can envision this one. They were all excited, and they were excited because of the violence. I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead. You bet they are. In test scores, say te- school officials, one middle school educator likened it to a 21st century flashcard. They can use jetpacks, and at the s- same time, can have the know of what associative property is. Not so good. is the argument here, it's too fun to yeah. be educational? Yeah, too violence, uh, somehow. Is there actual violence in it the does, game? No, I don't know. I haven't played it. If hmm. Leroy but, shoots three <laughs> dealers, and yesterday he shoot five dealers, how many dealers he got to shoot today to clean up the block so that his dealer can deal Without a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you want to learn math? Play the game Dealer. It's a, it's a little math game. Teaches if you Janique how to buy and sell. Leave her, leave her place of business at 5 p.m. and walk down the street at 3 mile an hour, and Shawnique walk up the street from... Fuck, I'm, I'm done. You done? You done with that? <laughs> You're good on that? You had enough? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, um, whoever said that video games aren't educational anyway is bullshit. Because... You really have to do some serious math. Serious math in World of Warcraft. Oh, that's true. You really do. You you are doing Algebra 2 level math easy in that game. Oh, easily. It just goes to show some parents are just not going to be happy with anything. It's like you're, you're, you're getting their kid to read better and do better at math, and they're not happy with it because it's a video game. Why? What, what does it matter what the actual 
venue is that they're learning. They're learning. Now, we don't know what is in this game, but I would hazard if, you know, it's being approved by a school from a grant of the Department of Defense. Well, that, may, that might be it. It's because it was developed by the Department of Defense. Then say it was, no, her. it's not developed by Department of Defense. It's funded. it's funded from a grant. Oh, okay. So it, has, it had nothing to do with them. Yeah, I don't even know if there's any shooting in this game. All it mentions is a jetpack. And I'm ahead. I'm getting ahead, whatever that means. It could be a nasty game for that sound. Maybe it's a race. You know, they're they're racing with their jetpack. And if you do the math, you fly faster or something. And you get hit. Lovely. All all I know is not many people out there know what the associative property is. Probably even some of my listeners. So uh, any game that teaches you that, well, why not? Yeah. I do find it funny that that she went... Even Romero designed it. That this woman went uh, taking the, you know... Getting, I'm getting ahead instead of going anywhere to violence. She went to violence instead of to sexual well, well, or anywhere well, here, else. Here's her last quote. What they recall is not the prime number, but rather getting through to the enemy. Okay. I, I haven't heard anything about blood splatter or, or violence or grenades or, or Dude, it's just other people. shrapnel. Just being, being stupid. Oh. They're being reactionary because it's a video game. I don't understand technology. The internet is a series of tubes. It's that simple. <laughs> At least according to the Supreme Court. No. What? No. There it is again. I did that. I went there. Full of, uh, moving on a week. What's in email? Geek. Week in Geek. Thank you. This is the real stuff. And uh, starting off with a doozy. Oh. Were you disappointed in the last Indiana Jones film, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Yes. Well, according to major developments we learned just today from Stuff Magazine, yep. you won't be disappointed with the next Indiana Jones film, Next, which will really yep. be the last. Yep. According to an inside store- source, Harrison Ford has agreed to come back as the archaeologist and adventurer one more time and will be given, quote, an emotional and exciting send-off. Harrison is on standby for filming next year. This looks like an emotional and exciting conclusion to the franchise, with Indy facing his biggest challenge yet. Old age. Indiana Jones 5 will supposedly begin shooting next year, and much of the plot line will revolve around, dum-dum-dum, the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, and it's supposed to be Shia LaBeouf-centric, right? Well, hold on to yourself. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg have been working on a script. <laughs> and uh, it's almost there, the source said. Shia LaBeouf, uh, who played Indiana's son, Mutt Williams, will also appear in the new installment. Quote, Shia LaBeouf has a central role again as Indy's son, but this will be a blockbuster made in the old-fashioned way rather than the CGI efforts of the last movie, according to the source. Uh, I don't know. Man. You know you're gonna see it. I know I'm gonna see it. I'm just a little iffy. You're wary. You're wary. We're all wary. I'm just a little iffy. That's we, all. We were burned. We were burned hard. Now I will say that I just finished reading uh, the Indiana Jones in the Living Dead oh. novel that came out, or Army of the Dead, or something you like that. that. How was that? That book was pure shit. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been you that. You're ups- not giving me any good hopes. I have. I'm. Oh, oh. Here we go. All right. He was not Put happy about it. Oh, no. Put it down. Grant. All right. It seems to me. All right. Are you familiar that the third Die Hard was originally another movie before they put uh, so was McClane, the second one, McLean in it, and the second one? These were originally just action movies. They inserted the character of McLean into it. Became Die Hard. 
I was not aware of that, and I'm glad they did because I would have been bored with them. Yeah, the second movie was called 58 Minutes, and the third one was uh, uh, Simon Says, right? Well, that's what this book seemed like to me because Indiana Jones didn't do anything. Two-thirds of the book was following the bad guys through the whole thing. I know so much about those two bad guys in that book that were so uninteresting to begin with. It's like this guy had a hard-on for Japanese generals that were really into Bushido. He loved writing about that. And what I was kind of excited about at the beginning is that it was Indiana Jones and Mac, which was the throwaway, supposedly best friend character that was such a crap end in the Crystal Skull movie. I was like, well, let's develop this character a little. Let's read a story with him. Well, Indiana Jones and Mac just look at everything and don't do much of anything. Everything is done by characters they meet along the way. They're almost there as observers. They're looking for the Heart of Darkness, which is this black pearl. And uh, I kept reading. I was like about 150 pages into it, which is about usually when I go, you know what? If I don't like it, I'm giving it up now because, you know, what's the point? I've, I've gone this far. But I was like... When they reach there, I at least want to get to see the tomb, the traps, you know, the Indiana Jones stuff. Oh, well, guess what? Uh, Spoiler alert for those of you who aren't going to read this book because it's dumb. (laughs) The pearl is in the middle of an empty field buried in a box. That's stupid. No traps. No tomb, no dungeon. No, it it was... The story was actually about... This woman that lives in a village whose great-grandfather was an ancient voodoo priest who is still alive and commanding the dead to try to help find this thing. And they, it seems like he just put Indiana Jones in it and then, I guess, took a piss on the pages to make it taste better. What does that have to do with Bushido? It has nothing to do with Bushido. The book was horrible. So oh, well, there's my review. You know what? Ugly Couch Show is what's good in reading and playing. That's why that will never make that show. But this <laughs> show, I can shit on whatever I please, and I shit on that book. Well, good on you. Yeah. So when you see it at a used, used bookstore, when I give it to them, don't buy it. I like that. Love it. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to McDonald's. McDonald's is recalling 12 million drinking glasses. Uh, oh, I heard about this. Yeah. What? 12 million drinking glasses it's selling to promote the new Shrek movie because painted designs on the cheap collectibles contain the toxic metal cadmium. The fast food chain said early Friday that it wants customers to stop using the 16-ounce glasses, which have been sold for about $2 each and were available in four designs, depicting the main characters from the animated movie. Cadmium is a known carcinogen that research shows also can cause bone softening and severe kidney problems. Is this a new thing? They just started using this new paint? Or what? I don't it's know. Prob- they probably, it's probably made in China. Probably. They made a lot. A lot of glasses before. I mean, how much cadmium is in those? They, sh- they farm it off to whoever gives them the cheapest glass. So, I mean, if it's... If it's being produced on the cheap, it's probably being made in China and shipped over and... You know, we've had this problem before with Chinese having heavy metals in their paints that don't belong there. It's because they don't have the same environmental restrictions that we do right now. Now, in the case of the Shrek glasses, the concern would be long-term exposure to low levels of cadmium, which could leach from the paint onto a child's hand, then enter the body if the child puts the unwashed hand in his mouth. So, yeah, death to children from McDonald's. Right on. Slow, painful ones. Yeah. Kill your customer base. 
Well, Comic-Con, just around the corner, and some panel information has slipped out. By the way, um, we had a, uh, someone send an email to us about Comic-Con. Oh, yeah? And they said, uh, where, you know, Comic-Con's in like 10 weeks from now, isn't it? Something like that. Where's our, uh, where's our, our, our survival guide? And I'm thinking, you know, our last year's survival guide was so good, so <laughs> comprehensive. I don't think we need to make another one. Well, I mean, we could, we could make like a supplemental saying, you but, know, but a couple really, of when it comes down to it, and make it a supplemental two-part. with what? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not a lot. So How let's to book make your it hotel. right now. That's, your, that's there, a basic primer. Uh, the, I'm sure there's advanced Comic Con techniques out there. <laughs> Uh, but just just know the basics. You're going to stand in the long lines for whatever you want. Yeah. If the you bigger the room, near, the longer the line. If you want to stay near the hotel, you're going to pay more. Yeah. Stay where I'm staying. Coronado. Or stay where they're staying. Jeff's staying in freaking Timbuktu. So, I'm in El Cajon, dude. It's not that far. So we could do a whole new guide, but it would just be an, a Flop. new video of us saying the same things, pretty much. Yeah. It, so, so go ahead and watch last year's guide. It's awesome. You know what's funny, really Barry? The place that I'm staying at is closer from door to door from there to the convention center than it is from my house to your house here in town. Ah! It's closer. Yeah. It's awesome. So so there there's there's your like why are you gonna lose stay all the way out there? Uh, I'm not, I don't have a it's car. It's not all the way no. out there. I'm flying in, man. Well, anyway, so what's this? Uh, what's panel information look oh, like? Well, uh, Maureen Ryan's Comic Con spies have been able to confirm the following shows will have panels. Though there are no news yet on which actors and creators will attend these panels. So here's the list. Until the last minute, half the time. So here's a little list, uh, guys. Give me a little. Uh, give me yay or boo or whatever your excitement is all for these right. shows. All right. All right. Archer from FX. Huh. Possible planet. Also, a possible panel, Being Human from BBC America. Big Bang Theory. Hell yeah. Boo. Burn Notice. Yeah. Eh. Castle. Not, I haven't watched that show yet. Deb likes that show. I can't, I can't give it a yay or an A. Chuck. Yes. Yay. Dexter. Yay. Yay. Eureka. Yay. yay. Look Around You from BBC America. Never heard of it. Me neither. Psych. Uh, I kind of like that show. I, I just I don't get to I haven't watched it from the beginning, so I hesitate to watch episodes here and there because I really want to start, you know, from the beginning and then catch up. But I like uh, the premise. you know, a no. fake psychic doesn't no doesn't get me. Yeah. Well, but the two actors in it are really good, so that's well, Dolly Williams that's what is makes good. The, show. the other guy, eh. <laughs> Hawaii Five O. Fuck out of here! <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yay! No Ordinary Family. Never heard of it. That's the That's... new Michael Chiklis superhero family show. Yeah, we what? talked about that while you were gone. Yeah. Really? Oh, I'm interested in that. Sons of Anarchy. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it looks like a good show I never got into. Spartacus. Never saw Is that, that the Spartacus Blood and Sand? That's the stars one. Yeah, it's, it actually looks pretty good. I've only seen like two episodes of it, but... Uh, we had an opportunity to interview those guys last year. We just didn't take it. Well, we didn't know it was going to no turn out to be as good as it was. And, uh... There's a lot of nudity in it. I'm not going to lie to you. Love it. White Collar. White. Oh, yeah, White Collar. That's a good show. Eh. All right. So that's the list of what we know so far, as far as what panels are going to be there. So, of those that I've listed, what are you most excited about, gentlemen? Tron. <laughs> All right. And not we, on your we, list. I know. Yeah. But who cares? Tron. I, I guess the, the more the point... Tron, po- Tron, 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 Tron. The more point is... Tron. 
these John. are these Comic Con shows? No. Overall, I mean, there's a few of them. I mean, No Ordinary Family, superhero, sure. Um, uh, Dexter, because of the, the 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 geek aspect. Big Bang Theory, I guess, except that being human, you know, vampire, werewolf, ghost. I sure. get that. But Hawaii Five O? No. Sons of Anarchy? No. The Castle? Uh, no. Psych? These? No. Th- this is Comic Con? Apparently. Well, Psych has a lot of geek centric coverage in it as in like it you know they talk about geek things right. in there and, i mean don't get me wrong and he does a lot of you know star trek quotes and and other but sci-fi that still doesn't things. mean that it's a geek centric no but thing. It's, it's a kind of geeky Understand show. I, I guess comic-con is a con about pop culture and they bring in like tv is a big part of that well um, but yeah and and a lot of the studios now say that comic-con is their make or break demo for their shows it's oh, like yeah. you know when they have people come in for the private screenings and so forth uh, and then they have to fill out their surveys what, what they did and didn't like of the show those are less important to them than the screenings they do at comic-con now well comic-con's a popularity con it's all about buzz how much how much buzz can you get at comic-con and that's the contest i will i will say um so yeah they have to do this stuff and comic now it's you have to think well if comic-con says you know what these shows that you have are not related to us and we're not interested in them, but these shows are. The studios are going to say, well, you've got to take them all. Yes, they will. That's exactly how studios work. Well, I will they say this, though. Um, Chuck, I got to be on the very first Chuck panel okay. um, at Comic-Con like, almost, it was almost three years ago. I didn't know what it was. I was just going in the room because it was a panel I could get into, um, and I think that was going to something that was after the next, in the, that was right after it. But... I was very impressed with the show. I liked the people that were involved. Um, and it just, it seemed like a good show. And I thought it was a good um, Comic-Con-centric show. Like, well, that you know, makes sense that, because it's, you know, a geek who gets super spy powers, right, essentially, yeah. uh, but downloaded saying, into his head. But what I'm saying is, like, there. you know, when I went there, it was in a very small room mm-hmm. that wasn't even filled. Well, sure. You know, jump ahead to last year when we did the... Um, the interview with the Chuck cast, and you know they had just gotten um, renewed because of all the the fan outpouring, and then they were in a, I think they were in like hall. Um, they were in twenty. But yeah, 20, that's right. Yeah. They were in ballroom twenty, and it was packed. By the way, Yvonne Stravowski, she is hot. Yes, she's hot in person Business. as well as on the show. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, that just goes to show how you know a show that that is premiered at Comic Con because apparently that was the first time they had shown the pilot episode to a large crowd and you know as i said it wasn't a full room either but and of this but of this list there are two new shows in this yeah everything list. else is returning stuff and the two new shows are no ordinary family again makes sense superhero show right hawaii 50 yeah that one yeah. I, I mean that's really stretching it classic tv audience i think it's stretching it and i think that uh, there will be a little bit of backlash but who knows? That's true. But anyway, that's what you get to look forward to: middling, non-genre entertainment. Ugh! All I know is the video game companies better bring it this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of lackluster last year, wasn't yeah, it? A little bit. Yeah. There's some good stuff. What are you talking about? No, there was yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it just not as much. As... Bayonetta, Iron Man Two, mm-hmm. but there was other stuff like Crime Craft and Ion that just. Ugh. And I did fun. Okay, Crime crashed, crashed and burned. But, Fizzled, yeah. But the uh, Spider-Man and Web of Shadows, that was there. Yeah, yeah. 
And they finally, they, they, they put, uh, what is it, uh, Marvel, Marvel Lines 2. 2 again. <laughs> hey, maybe they'll make a 3. Hmm. God, hope we so. can dream. The internet has officially decided that June 15th is Keanu Reeves Day. Oh, what? No. Why? Well, it yeah. seems... Because he's an FBI agent. <laughs> seems he's just a really oh. cool dude that's had some bad breaks. Even 4chan... The well-oiled pistons of the internet hate machine yep. offers up the day. Really? And so, the internet would like to give back to the movie star who has healthy history of charitable donation by dedicating a day in his honor. And what exactly goes on on Keanu Reeves' day? Well, from the Facebook page, on June 15th, we plan on sending letters, emails, gifts, and other niceties and kind words to a real bro, Keanu Reeves. In case you don't know, Keanu's sister Kim was diagnosed with leukemia many years ago. If you want to make a more significant gift, consider donating to a cancer research charity in the name of Cheer Up Keanu Day. I'm sure a letter or email informing Keanu of this action will really make his day. He has had a really bad bad run of luck as of late, in just kind of in life. I heard he was stinky. I don't know about that, but <laughs> he, uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's a made some, guy. He's made some choices we don't all agree with, but yeah. he's a good guy. I liked him in Constantine. And Everyone I did. gives me shit about that, but I, I liked Constantine. I thought and it was a fun movie. Yeah, I was. read the Constantine books, and yeah, it was not a lot like him, but it was it was good for a movie. It was good enough. I was happy with it. Yeah, no, it's just he's not the world's greatest actor, but he keeps no, getting into not. these multi these multi million dollar movies that you know should be blockbusters, and some of them are, and some of them aren't. What yeah. is it about him that gets cast? Why do you cast Keanu Reeves? Uh, girls like him. And guys think he's one of the bros. One of the bros. One of the everyman's. It's because those of us that are old enough to remember Bill and Ted's excellent adventure will always see him as... What about Alex Logan. What about Alex Winter? He's directing. That's what he does now. He's like producing and directing now. He he gave up on the whole acting thing a while back. I did not know that. Yeah, see? Yeah, he had that short-lived show on, on MTV, I think it was. And, uh... After that, just kind of decided, you know what, the acting thing's not for me anymore. So he moved into producing and directing. I didn't know that. The BBC has announced that Doctor Who spinoff Torchwood will return for a new 10-episode season with both John Barrowman and Eve Miles reprising their roles as Captain Jack and Gwen. But in a surprise move, it will take place outside the UK. The new season will be co-produced between BBC, BBC Worldwide and American Network Stars, with episodes being set in and filmed outside the UK as the series follows up last year's Children of Earth miniseries with a more international flavor. Interesting. The new episodes will keep creator Russell T. Davies as showrunner. Nice. So, so yeah, big name behind it, going to stars, so which opens up the uh, possibility of taking more advantage of its sexy more adult side and more violence and more violence so yeah you want some violent who-ish land you're gonna get it nice nice um what about the rumor that uh mickey and uh martha will be in there from doctor who oh i don't know i haven't heard that rumor oh man that's what i want to see mickey and martha mickey and martha yeah they're they're cool that'd be great I didn't like Martha Jones. You didn't? Why not? I did not like her character. I just didn't. I just. She ended up joining Unit. I'm still in the middle yeah. of her run, so I, I haven't made up my full mind yet. But no. I haven't been put off by her. Oh, she's all right. Eh. Yeah. Wasn't a, wasn't a fan. 
Middling? Who's your favorite, then? As far as companions yeah, go? Yeah, as far as companions go. I don't know. The the current one, Amy Pond, is not bad. Yeah, Amy Pond's would, pretty good. Um, would you put her as a favorite? your favorite, then? God. Yeah, I, I know. guess if I had Up to pick, the wall like, here. you're talking about... Eleven doctors. Or, yes, I am, and you um, know more about it than anybody. So, if I had to pick, well, anybody like here. my all-time favorite, I think it would probably be Sarah Jane Smith. Sarah Jane Smith. Back you, with the uh, fourth Doctor. Oh man, what's your I, companion? Okay, I don't know a whole lot about the old Doctors. Of the old Doctors, of course, I'd say Sarah Jane Smith. But of the new Doctors, you know, there's Rose Tyler. You gotta love Rose. You know, Rose, uh, you know what? Rose was okay. But the story, the story with Rose. Was no, the, the stories with Rose were amazing. Yeah, the Rose character in and of herself, eh, it's all right. No, I liked your character. It was fine. But I'm, I, I, I have to choose Rose. The, the only one I know well. that portrayed yeah. her that maybe was a little Billy Piper. Billy I like Piper. Billy Piper. She was that great. No, she's good. I did not like Donna Noble. Donna Noble was annoying. I, really, I haven't gotten that yeah. far. Um, yeah, you'll find out. Soon Martha. Enough. I've seen one episode of the wedding episode. Martha Jones was okay. I, 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 she was all right. Wasn't crazy about her. Okay. Not crazy about her. I like this new girl. I like this new girl a lot. Amy, Amy Pond. Pond. I hear she's a smart cookie. Well, she's she's, smart she's cookie. only like she's twenty pretty. years old in the in the in the episode, so she's obviously you know the whole you know throw caution to the wind and yeah. you know I'm twenty and nothing can ever harm me. You know. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe she's the, that. Maybe it's just being she's, immortal. I got red hair and she's Scottish. Maybe well, it could it. be. She's definitely more attractive than any than them. any other companions, yeah. especially over this last five years. And I think maybe I might like her a lot because I don't like the new Doctor. You don't officially. You don't like the new Doctor. I've decided. That's I'm your decision. Not crazy about the new Doctor. What puts you off? Uh, he's not David Tennant. Oh, okay. So it's just more Tennant love than hate. Of this guy. Tennant did such a great job. It's so hard to fill those shoes. Well, sure. It really it, is. It's really, really, really difficult. But for that's him. been the bane of the entire series. It's like you've got to take what the previous person did and build on it. You can't just completely be your own character. Well, Christopher Eccleston was easy. Well, but the, he was only the Doctor for one year. Yeah. So I mean, and Tennant had Tennant brought something to it. Man. A lot I of time know. to Matt Smith just looks. And weird. Tennant was also a, a fan going into it, so yeah. But so was Matt Smith. He was familiar with the history of the character. I don't think Matt Smith is going to be terrible. He just he's only nine episodes, no, ten episodes in now. Well, that's pretty significant. But by now, people had loved Eccleston. But you know, but I'm just what I'm saying is, you know, he's only had ten episodes. To establish himself as a character, and well, sometimes sure. it takes but, a couple of years to grow into a character. I understand that, but again, not to you know, beat that same horse, but Eccleston only had like what twelve, thirteen episodes total. Yeah, sure. Well, I don't. I don't think he's I'm that give bad. Him more time. I, I don't think he's terrible. I just. I, I. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Tenant love. I don't know. I think. I think love. it probably is. You, you got the man love going on for Tenant. He's got a man crush on Tenant. Does. Speaking of man love, Jamie Bell, who became a star thanks to his role in 2000 film Billy Elliot, in which he played an aspiring dancer whose choice doesn't sit well with his coal miner father, will be the new Spider-Man, replacing Tobey Maguire, Bleeding Cool has reported. Really? The site claims that he has, it has received several reports that Bell, who has already accepted starring in another comics role franchise, Tintin, has been chosen by Sony. I don't know what Tintin is. I mean, I've heard of it. Tintin is uh, by Hergy. 
uh, French comic book. Yeah, it's... Uh... I don't know much about it. I know it's going to be huge when it comes out, especially overseas. Didn't you ever see that The Adventures of Tintin? I think it was on Nickelodeon back when we were <laughs> no, much that's... younger. It's the same. Are you talking about Rin Tintin? No. <laughs> yes. Yes, Billy Elliot will be ta- playing Rin Tintin at the Columbia Players Playhouse awesome. in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, he's playing a dog. Flash forwards, fiercest fans are not giving up on their favorite show. Why? Not only are they shipping 20,000 friendship bracelets, similar to the one Joseph Fine's character Mark Benford was given by his daughter in the series, to ABC Entertainment Chairman Steve McPherson, but three days from now, they're planning to stage a blackout of their own. According to Variety, fans of the show will assemble in front of ABC Network and affiliate offices in New York, L.A., Chicago, Detroit, and Atlanta on June 10th, and for two minutes and 17 seconds, are going to pretend to be passed out. Just like (laughs) the two-minute, 17-second blackouts on Flash Forward. It will certainly make for an interesting morning as ABC employees try to get to their offices on Thursday. That sounds like that uh, something improv anywhere would do. <laughs> so there's the yeah, there's the flash forward protest. Pass out in front of the ABC offices near to your hometown. Make it happen, folks. That's you can lame. do this. That's you can lame. do this. All of you get out there and do it. I don't hear about it. Do it in the street. Do it. Cars can see. <laughs> Voltron. Okay, that's it. That's all you need to say? Yeah. Is Voltron. next in line for a multimedia revival. World Events Productions, the company that owns the rights to the giant robot Defender, announced that it will oh, it will not only Nicktoons premiere a new animated series called Voltron Force. Voltron is going to be protected by Kickstart. Oh, sorry, not protected, produced by Kickstart Productions, the company behind the recent Wolverine and the X Men animated series, and combines 2D and CGI animation for 26 half-hour episodes of Robot Lions in Action. The series is expected to debut next year, accompanied by Mattel's new toy line. Oh, of course it is. Yep. What a coinky dink. Indeed. Digital distribution. It's not just for video games anymore. Thanks to the iPad, there's now a platform perfectly poised to bring comic books to millions of people without printing presses or shipping costs and without physical retail stores. Comic store owners are waiting in patient apprehension for the comic industry to figure this out, and Marvel might be the first to do it. The publisher, formerly known as Timely, announced last Friday they will be trying out their first simultaneous digital distribution. They will release the Invincible Iron Man Annual Number 1 on the iPad on the same day it will go on sale in comic book shops across the U.S., and a day before it would be physically available in Europe. Well, the iPad would be a perfect medium for comics, I guess. The 80-page annual price on the other uh, Marvel comics is $1.99 for the iPod version, $4.99 for the shelf version. Mm. So, yeah. Costs less to get the digital version than the printed. That makes sense with all the cost incurred. However, there's, there's still... Man, having an actual physical book is so much better. I agree. And it's that tactile. I don't usually buy experience. I don't. I don't buy the uh, the individual issues. I buy the trade so I can collect them when they feel better and they look better. Well, yeah, there's that. So, sorry. That's <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Steve. Sorry. Not this one. Nope. You don't get this one. You ain't getting my money. A group of French phys- uh, psychiatrists and psychologists have finally figured out what's wrong with Darth Vader. 
What the hell is wrong with him? Based on a close reading of the second and third Star Wars prequels, in a letter to be published in upcoming issue of Psychiatry Research magazine, they argue that the Dark Lord of the Sith suffered from borderline personality disorder. <laughs> you think? Citing his patterns of instability and impulsivity. According to the researchers, Darth Vader ev- evidences six of the nine borderline personality disorder criteria laid out by the DSMIV. Only, DSM-4. That's what I said. Only five are needed for a diagnosis. According to Live Science, Vader demonstrates, among other criteria, impulsivity and anger management issues, abandonment issues, disassociative episodes, and identity disturbance. Quote, Two displays of dissociative episodes took place when Skywalker tried to distance himself from stressful events. The first episode took place after he slaughtered a local tribe of Tuscans responsible for his mother's death. A second episode occurred following his murderous rampage among young Jedi trainees as he voiced paranoid thoughts about Obi-Wan Kenobi and his wife. Lastly, any Star Wars fan would recognize Skywalker's identity issues and uncertainty uncertainty about who he was. His fateful return to the dark side and change of name to Darth Vader could represent the ultimate sign of such identity disturbance, the researchers said. The theory fails to take into account, however, what is likely Darth Vader's biggest personality problem is that he was written by George Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, the good old diagnostic and statistical manual. Yeah, it does make sense. I just, who cares? It's a movie. It's no, that's the that's fun. I know you hate that shit, but I love oh, that's fun man. shit. That's right. More scrutiny than it deserves. Way more. Yeah, I love it. Wasn't it Kevin Smith that said, you know, yeah, take some depressed emo kid and give him a bunch of power? <laughs> of course, he's going to turn into Darth Vader. That's right. That that uh, special on History Channel. Yeah, he was kind of emo. Hollywood superhero community buzzed after Batman's arrest on Wednesday. Just days after Spider-Man, Catwoman, and at least dozens of others were taken into custody by Los Angeles police. Yeah, I read about this. While those arrested may not have any superpowers, they do have the costumes, and they're more than willing to pose for a photo with you or your kids. Tips yeah, welcome. for a tip. Tips welcome, but they, not required. They hustle you for those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they don't require it. They just they take the picture with your kid, and they're like, yeah, they, yeah I usually get ten bucks. And then they that. glare at you and, and start giving you bad bad vibes and juju. Yeah, it's terrible. Yes, the LAPD is cracking down on these superhero impersonators on Hollywood Boulevard, particularly outside Grauman's Chinese Theater. The relevant charges include pressuring tourists for money. Yep. And loitering. <laughs> All right, here's some good news, gentlemen. Some real good news. All right. This is from Sci-Fi Wire. All right. Uh, okay. The Twilight Saga Eclipse heading your way at the end of the month. Why is that good news? But there's another vampire book that's being turned into a movie, and this one not only has street cred of a horror master, but an Academy Award winner in the lead to boot. According to Total Film, John Carpenter has signed to direct Fangland, starring two-time Oscar winner Hilary Swank. Fangland, for once, is not actually about a girl in love with a broody emo vampire. Swank will play Evangeline Harker. In John Mark's book, Harker is the producer of a TV news show on assignment in Romania. The Transylvanian gangster she's investigating is responsible for a supernatural plague. Well, he's a vampire. All the press materials say so. So the vampire is the bad guy, and Swank's going to be stuck in Transylvania fighting him. Carpenter is back big time. He's kept up doing Masters of Horror episodes. Now he's attached to four films. 
The Ward comes out later this year. What's that? He's also got L.A. Gothic and The Prince in development. I don't know any of these films. I don't either. Also interesting, Marx, the writer, was a producer at 60 Minutes. Readers of his book say he portrayed the hellish environment of 60 Minutes, especially when his vampires invade the New York studio. Yeah, but explain John John Carpenter's Vampires Los Muertos. That was a terrible film. That was awful. I can explain that to you. He didn't do it. He only did the first one. Then why is his name on it? That's because it's John Carpenter's Vampires. That's the whole thing. Just like it's Stephen King's Lawnmower Man. Puh. (laughs) Wait, okay. Stephen King divorced himself from Lawnmower Man. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's not his book, and it had nothing to do with what he did, he wrote. He actually like got paid like five million dollars in like damages for the use of misuse of his name. I uh, I don't blame him one bit. I saw that movie and ugh. no. I most... remember remember Lawnmower Man two. No, um, no, I refused really. to watch it. Oh, it's got your favorite star, stage and screen, Matt Frewer. I do like Matt Frewer. As the lawnmower man. And, oh, really? I'm still not interested. Isn't he like the same character that Jeff Fahey was in the first film or something like that? Dude, it's the same damn film. Is it really? I, I never saw it, so I mean, I'm only going off of what you're telling and me. And there's a bunch of kids, and one of them happens to know a lot about computers. Of course. And you know, he's a hacker. Whatever. <laughs> yes, because everybody that knows anything about computers like, in a movie is a hacker. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Press release. Dear subject name here, Aperture Science is pleased to inform you that we have partnered with Valve to announce the gala cancellation of the June 14th Portal 2 event at the Regal Theater. Huh? The event will be replaced by a surprise. And even though the cancellation of the event certainly counts as a surprise, we are pleased to further announce that the cancellation of the event is not the surprise. However, per international treaties regarding the definition of the word surprise, of which both Aperture Science and Valve are signatories, the time, date, and content of the actual surprise will only be available as you experience the surprise. What? If you'd like to ask fruitless questions about the E3 Portal 2 surprise... I was about to ask some fruitless questions. ...or more fruitfully schedule an appointment to attend the Portal 2 screening at the Valve booth during E3, please contact Valve's special envoy to surprises, Doug Lombardi. Thank you for... P.S. The surprise record scratch is also not the surprise. Uh, okay, it's fun, but it's just marketing. Just it is. Pushing, it's great marketing. I love that. Pushing something. Of course, it's aperture science shit, and it's perfect. Uh, I Perfectly love written. Stuff. Mm. So yeah, we're gonna get some fun out of E3 I bet from the that. Surprise is cake. I hope it better be <laughs> cake or Jonathan Colton concert. Probably both. Oh, that'd be nice. Like Dungeons & Dragons Online before, Lord of the Rings Online, the MMO based in Tolkien's fantasy world, is going free to play, waiving the monthly subscription cost entirely. Uh, Aside from the cost of premium content or play past level 50, the entire game and its map is available to players new and old at no cost. I think a lot of games these days, it's a smart way to do business. Warner Brothers announced plans to introduce the new model this fall, but offer a beta version of the game starting June 16th. Hmm. And finally, Warner Brothers Animation officially announced they have entered into production on a new, brand new animated series based on the 80s popular show Thundercats, which will air on Cartoon Network. What a day to not have Mumra. God damn it, Paul. I know. <laughs> I was just going to say that. 
Warner Animation is collaborating on the project with Japan Studios 4 Degrees Celsius, who had brought us other titles such as Gotham Knights, The Animatrix, and Halo Legends. Instead of the normal cartoon look for Thundercats, this new series will actually infuse traditional Japanese animation into the production, giving an amazing visual style to go along with wonderful new stories. The new series will tell the story of Lionel's rise to power, as well as he and characters like Chitara, Panthro, and others is quest be, to is find... Is it going to be all dirty like the comics? Uh, we can only hope. Oh, man. I they quest so. to find <laughs> and secure the coveted stones of power before the evil villain Mumra finds a way to obtain them. God, what? If they, what? If they what? could put that on like Adult Swim and make uh, it really adult themed, that would be fun. It why would, is it, it be good. comics these days, uh, cartoons these days aren't like the ones that we had then, like Thundercats and G.I. Joe and all. They're all well, but crazy you, super Japanese anime like Naruto and shit. Yeah, but then at the same time, go back and look at those cartoons you used to watch as yeah. a kid now as an adult. Yeah. Look and, at Thundercats. Uh, they're not, Where is it? Not exactly uh, as good as we remember them. I, no, the nostalgia no, factor is... But they're for kids, you know? Yes, and I understand but that. But the stuff for and kids sure, today is all crazy hyper-Japanese crap. Well, yes. But I'm just saying that, you know, it's, it's all a matter of perspective. Damn these kids today and their Japanese shit. And that's it for uh, the geek news. That's Which it. Only we can geek. with. Yeah, so that's all. Hmm. That all leaves is the big list. Big list. Big, big list. list. That's big list. It. And this is a fine list. This is Sci-Fi Wire's hot, creepy, or weird sci-fi creatures humans have sex with. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> all right. That sounds right up Barry's alley. I'm trying to think. What creatures do I know that? Oh, this is going to open. It's going to open them right up. I'm sure the Borg Queen is in there. I'm sure. um, Sex with the Borg Queen, though. Did they? Yeah, did. Did did he? Yeah. Was that actual sex that he? No. I don't remember. They they faded out. He's. She says. You know. He's like. I am programmed in multiple techniques. I remember that part. But and then she says, "How long has it been since you used them?" And he goes through and gives the whole total of. Minutes, hours, days, seconds. But they, it never shows. No, where they didn't they show it, it, but they faded away. And they didn't, they they didn't fade away. They just kind of implied that she gave him a little kiss, and that's it. <laughs> well, they were making out, and then it cut to, you know, back to the planet Earth. But, but anyway. 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 Well, so, as so, yeah. movie Splice proves, whenever creatures and humans get together, hookups are sure to follow. Sometimes they're creepy, sometimes they can be hot. Sometimes. I'll bet species is in here. They're just plain weird. One thing for sure, sci-fi is full of them. Here they are. Twenty. Uh, not, I actually cut down a few of them because some of them I was like, what fuck movie was that? So it's not 23. I don't have enough time for 23 of these things. <laughs> so here they are. Creature couplings. And yes, starting number one with species. Species, yeah. Species, yay. Yeah, for the nerdy guy, nothing should sound more alarms than being hit by, hit on by a stunningly attractive woman. Sure, many attractive women go for nerdy guys, but most of the stunning women who hit on everyday Joes are either working, setting up a robbery, or alien beings trying to find a host in which their young can gestate. In this town, it's usually hookers. Yeah, it's the first one. Or the third one. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, Superman. What? Yeah, see how that fits in there? No, I see, don't. Yeah, yeah, he's a friggin' alien. Oh, yeah, I guess he is. Of all the aliens in the galaxy, Superman is probably the hunkiest. <laughs> Superman oh. porn. I'm going to destroy that. Pussy. Hey, did you ever, read, really you ever read the pro? <laughs> you ever read Garth Ennis' The Pro? You know, I, I'm familiar with it, never read it. There's a scene in there where someone's giving someone a blowjob, and one of the guys, the guy getting the blowjob, happens to wear a cape. 
<laughs> and he's like, <laughs> oh my god, the girl's head duck, off. <laughs> duck now! And, and boom, it shoots into the sky and takes a wing off a plane. <laughs> Are they making that into a series? Oh, uh, if uh, what you told me, they must. There was a, a magazine one time that actually had a little comic that it was supposed to be Superman having sex, and there's a big hole in the wall, and just him going, ah! <laughs> you just see a pair of legs sticking out of the hole. That's pretty much, yeah. Next up, That's Cocoon. Oh, yeah. Cocoon. Oh, yeah. Cocoon. Forming a plot line with wrong, practically written over every word. Steve Gutenberg has weirdo sex with an alien. It's true, he does. Alien sex apparently involves the female tossing a ball of light into the male. But we have another theory. Our theory is that alien sex is a lot like human sex. But the alien disguised as Tawny Welch didn't really want to get it on with Gutenberg. So she made up the light show and then puffed a cigarette and claiming it was all over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, God, it's, it's been so like long since I've seen that movie. The, 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 two, the, the lady Q and, and Q like touch fingers and they're like, that's it? <laughs> well, that's funny. That's just funny. <laughs> And but then the they cocoon, have a kid like seconds later. The cocoon was mainly about old people. That's true. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I'm old people creep, get it creepy on. Creepy old people yeah. that get it on. Yeah. yeah. Don Amici breakdancing. Don't need to see that. That's <laughs> cheesy. Earth girls are easy. Oh, boy. Uh, no, 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 Goldblum. no fun, yeah. Gina Davis encounters a trio of furry aliens. After giving them a trim, she discovers not only the aliens resemble humans, but they're totally hot. And she goes. She totally gets with one of the aliens, injecting a huge amount of her hair growth into her bloodline. The uh, man that's who... How, I, I never knew how that ended. I can never get through it. See? Now you, see, now you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, I've never been able to watch it all the way through either. Terrible. It's just Because you're really a bond. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really bad. The man who fell to Earth. Man who fell to Earth. Earth. Is that the David Bowie one? It sure is. Oh, God. Half human, half something else. David Bowie stars in this film about an alien seeking water. After engaging in sexual intercourse with a human, Bowie becomes addicted to not sex, but television and alcohol. No wonder aliens accomplish so much. They're never thinking about sex. Okay, I'm going to come to Earth looking for water. Uh, And I'm going to get drunk and watch TV instead. That sounds like your story. (laughs) That is my story. Barry is an alien. I knew it. The Ferengi who fell to Earth. (laughs) Starman. Oh yeah, that wasn't freaky. I'm picturing like tentacle alien sex. Oh, that That was species. That was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Playing an alien, Jeff Bridges crashes to Earth with only three days to reach a lift off site. Bridges still manages to meet and bag a human lady. That's superior alien genetics at work, folks. Karen Allen, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, girl gets around. I just thought of one, and I'm just gonna save it. I'm just going to save it. All right, save, save it. it. See, if, see if it comes up. Save yeah. it, please. They live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's wrong, baby? <laughs> this classic film in which aliens subversively control humankind ends with aliens broadcasting equipment being destroyed. No longer tricked into believing aliens are humans, people everywhere are shocked to learn their companions are aliens. I love that movie. And the most hideous aliens ever. And no I don't one... even know how they work. They don't blink. they got those crazy-looking eyes. Great design. Great creepy big skulls. Eyes. How did, it doesn't Wasn't even work. was a John Carpenter one, too? Yeah, of course yes, it, it was. Yeah. And no one is more surprised than the woman in the film's final scene who is copulating with someone <laughs> she thinks is a man who turns into an alien. Actually, that... Copulating. She's riding him like crazy. Come on. But actually, that usually doesn't happen until the morning after. 
third rock from the sun. Really? Yeah, it's really? out here. Human Mary needed a lot of patience to show the impulsive alien dick what modern Earth love is all about. No word in how many consecutive showers Mary had to take upon finding out her man was an alien. Yeah. Then my stepmother is an alien. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember. Oh, Kim uh, Basinger. Basinger. Plays a smoking gorgeous alien who falls for the meek and brainy Dan Aykroyd. The alien turns out to be really nice and never really tries to lay, lay eggs in anybody. That's so you fun. You know, I just heard an interesting trivia about that. Um, about laying eggs Seth Green is in that movie. Okay. And so is Allison Hannigan. Okay. And Seth Green plays her boyfriend. Oh, that is interesting. In that movie. Flash forward, was it 10 years later, to Buffy? Yeah. yeah. Same thing happens again. Interesting. I found that just a little bit of interesting trivia. I just learned that a couple of days ago. Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> Which uh, one? There's a lot down. of weird alien sex in Next Gen. This one, well, it seems to focus on the Betazoid Deanna Troy hooking up with William Riker, even getting married in one of the movies. This coupling really made a lot of Star Trek fans angry and made us wonder why futuristic aliens can't lose the 1980s huge hair fashion. It's not, no, that's not crazy alien sex. It's just tentacle stuff. Uh, that's I was going to say, I thought no they were going to go with the, not crazy. the weird oiling down thing that they did in a few times. In an episode, yeah, you know, they're just like they're rubbing oil into each other. It's um, it's Troy and uh, some other guy that's like one quarter Beta Z. Okay. Anyway, quarter, eh? Yeah, hot. Doctor anyway. Who. Which one? Well, the Doctor himself has met, had a lot of steamy maybe romances with human mm. women, but it's Jack Harkness from the fifty-first century who first appeared on Doctor Who. Comes from a line. It comes from a time when uh, getting it on with aliens isn't a taboo subject. Harkness seems to hook up with aliens like a sailor on shore leave, so the future must hold a lot, some great uh, anti-STD treatments. Well, I was going to sure say, they does. listed him as an omnisexual in, yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in, uh, in an episode. He's like the, he's like the, the galaxy's worst, uh, first omnisexual. He'll just do anything that moves. Yeah, basically. In Star Trek, the original series... Yes. Of course, like a nymphomaniac the uh, day Kirk. after the invention of penicillin, Captain Kirk made his mission to boldly go where no man's junk has gone before. Note how Klingons could easily have bested him by sending a seductively hot alien to mate with, then kill Kirk. The only hitch was that none of the Klingons are hot, which means no. they're also hostile. I was just going to say, there's no hot Klingons. All right, guys, now we get into the freaky territory. Mm. All right, so this is what I want to see. Mork and Mindy. <laughs> this alien-human couple finally married and consummated the wedding in the final season. Mirth. <laughs> then Mork laid a giant egg, which hatched a fully-grown Jonathan Winters. Oh, mommy, mommy. <laughs> Ratings declined for obvious reasons. Ratings stupid. were already declining when that happened. <laughs> well, what had once had been a high-quality fish-out-of-water slapstick had been downgraded to Robin Williams passing an enormous egg through an unknown orifice. Yep. How did he get that? I don't want to know. District yeah. 9. What the fuck? One of the underlying themes in this film was interspecies crime. Prostitution was not neglected, and a brief glimpse of human-slash-prawn sex is shown. Notice that the aliens look nothing like humans, which is why they are generally jerks. Let this article of be a lesson to you. Invade our planet with hot, blonde, human disguise. We won't care if you're hostile. Well, most hostile well, kind of are. That yeah. happened in Mars Attacks, so, I mean... Yeah. 
Avatar. This... Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was Alien on It was Alien, Alien on so. Alien. Well, this film is the ultimate fantasy for anyone who's ever wanted to remotely control an alien thing and use it to okay. have a relationship with another alien. And judging from box office receipts, that's about five billion people. Right. But it's, right. it's Alien on Alien. It's not... Human. Well, I mean, but he's he's human controlling a pseudo human alien not. hybrid avatar. You know, Barry, when you what pretend he... to be someone else in sex. Uh, it's what? role play, Barry. It's role play. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Okay, there we go. Did they ever truly consummate that though? Yes, oh, they yes, did. they did. Remember the shadow come kissing down? Yeah. Mm. Perhaps the earliest warning sign of George Lucas's inability to write unedited. This film features a duck-looking alien doing the nasty with none other than Leah Thompson. What was the name of Leah Thompson's band in that movie? I don't know. God, Jeff? I should know that one. Yeah, I haven't seen it since, well, it came on HBO when Doesn't it first released. Doesn't it start with released. a the? It's a the something. The, yeah, the, the somethings. Ooh, you're so close. <laughs> no, but I'm, nope, like, am I, am I on the right track because that'll narrow it down nope. in my brain. You know how my weirdly That's my true. brain It starts with C. starts with C. Uh, if you know the answer, write us. Comment at UglyCouchShow.com. <laughs> Do you really know, or are you... I, think, I know this! I think the band's called Captain Cunts. Captain Cunts. Somewhere <laughs> Yeah, in a supermarket. <laughs> How about Farscape? Well, Ooh, yeah. yeah. I forgot Aaron, about that. Aaron's son is an alien, but of a species completely indistinguishable from humans in appearance... What an amazing coincidence. It only seems to be replicated in half of the sci-fi alien movies in existence. Anyway, son meets the human John Crichton and eventually mothers his children, you know, because they look alike. And finally, Galaxy Quest. That's the one. There it is. <laughs> the hilarious sci-fi <laughs> spoof features Quan, the engine room chief, following for the alien... L- how do you spell that? Lalari? Lalari. Lalari. Though mostly appearing in human form, Lalari occasionally shows tentacles, particularly while embracing Quan. We're well, not sure whether this enhances their love life, but we are sure that there are at least a million manga comics illustrating how it does. Well, Sam Rockwell stands on and goes, oh, that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's know. it. I that's the know. big I want to know what that looked like. <laughs> He's like, guys, come on. I'm like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> there's your alien comp- compilation list. Well, that shows me list. that if I ever Friend make Juan. a sci-fi movie, I need to have more crazy-looking tentacle alien sex yeah didn't we buy an, a tentacle alien something from comic-con a few years it ago it was so horrible oh, I, so i've since got rid of, the rid of it Did no you? it was like it was a live action uh what's what's we the, were what's the blue? tentacle porn some yeah but it was it we, was we like, were just curious as how they were gonna pull it off but and, uh, and never, got, never got to see it but it was soft core so you didn't get to see anything pulled off oh well, that's no fun and so it yeah it was not even worth it lost my money how did you even end up buying it if it was soft core? Because they don't really have the only hardcore stuff they have is, is the, the anime stuff. So I see. I guess they don't make the the real tentacle porn in this world. Why not? I guess not. But yeah, too curious. Had no... Probably too expensive. Yeah, I guess so. I'm sure there's an animatronic. Trust me, there was nothing expensive in this movie, particularly the acting. Earth. Earth. Yeah. Indeed. Tentacles look like painted hoses they probably were 
But do you have tentacles that are painted hoses? Hey, write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Or just write to us in that comment section right above the CouchCast itself. And you can win a fabulous prize. I don't have a prize yet to be there. Don't offer things we, we have don't have. prizes have to prizes. give away. That's true, we do. I have prizes. But, uh, but prize. yeah, you're just going to get a prize for anything. Boy, you better give us something good if you want a prize. So... <laughs> I mean, just go and say, hey, guys, I want that prize. No. no. Even, though, even though you made a little poem there, uh, I'm not dealing with it. No. I will accept haikus about how awesome I am. Okay. A berry haiku on how awesome it is, and you're sending the goddamn prize. Cause, yes. Because you're getting the haiku. It's a surprise prize. All right. And, of course, watch the Ugly Couch Show itself, where we tell you what to read, watch, and play. And later on in an Ugly Couch Show, you're going to see more of uh, Barry's... Uh, Wiener Tour of England. Wiener Tour! That's a hell of a show, that one. Ugh. I still feel it in my stomach. And then next week we should have Paul back with us, but hey, no promises. <laughs> Paul just uh, moved. He just moved, so he was, he's a bit tired. He's a bit put out. He uh, he needed a break. He's still in Vegas, though. So uh, yeah. send, send Paul he'll, the Kit Kat bar, and uh, he'll be here next week. Alright. But until next week, I'm Master Torgo. Dr. Blark. 80s Jeff. And uh, next week in Geek Happens Again. We'll see you then. I, I did it. Oh, back did, to it. Yeah. That's official. We see you now. Yeah. I see, we can see you. We can see you through the internet. We activate your webcam remotely. <laughs> Whoa. Yes, you and, your tubes. and may I say that's a fine top of your line?